We are African, and we happen to be in America. We're not American. We are people who formerly were Africans who were kidnapped and brought to America. We. Our forefathers weren't the pilgrims. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. The rock was landed on us. We were brought here against our will. We were not brought here to be made citizens. We were not brought here to enjoy the uh, constitutional gifts that they speak so beautifully about today. Because we weren't brought here to be made citizens today, now that we've become awakened to some degree and we begin to ask for those things which they say are supposedly for Americans, they look upon us with hostility and unfriendliness. back to Real Spit Television, the home of culture and consciousness. Today, I'm solo dolo. I don't have any guests. And just to be honest, that's the way I like it today because I got some things I want to talk about. And uh, I really don't feel like being disturbed. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, next week, uh, we will continue with my guests. I got a very special guest, Hamza Sapri with Global Connect, and he's going to be teaching us how to get this government, these government grants, get this money. You know I'm always on the get money tip. But um, today, I just want to go over some current events, y'all, and y'all already know what time it is, so y'all just, you know what I mean, be cool, sit back, relax, because I'm finna give you the real spit about what's going on in our society. Before I go into that, though, I want to give a major shout out to my sponsors. When I say sponsors, I'm not necessarily talking about people who donate money. I'm talking about people who donate game, donate wisdom, you know what I mean? And just really the minds behind real spit. First and foremost, I'd like to give a shout out to Ready to Go Printing. My guys, Hodge and Mooley, check them out on Instagram, Ready to Go Printing. These guys take care of all my printing needs, you know what I mean? Very good work, quality, uh, punctual, you know, just very professional. If you hear me before, you know I stress professionalism in black business. So shout out to Ready to Go Printing. I want to give a shout out to Faith Family Funds, another um, clothing line. Check my guy uh, Lonnie out on Instagram at Faith Family Funds. Uh, bruh, I'm getting you on here. Just get ready. Um, that's my guy Lonnie. I want to give a shout out to HBN, Hustlers by Nature, another clothing line. Look, and a lot of these clothing lines are my sponsors because these, this is like one of the first outlets that, that, that we as hood people have when we start talking about starting our own businesses. What is the main thing that we as a people spend money on? How many people have we made rich off of our love for fashion? There's nothing wrong with love and fashion. The issue is when you love fashion and make another man rich because of your love, who has no, um, Ties to your love for you. Remember Tommy Hilfiger said he didn't make his clothes for black people. And this was when, you know, everybody was trying to rock the Tommy and it's coming back. So everybody who's rocking Tommy again, I would have to remind you that this man said that he didn't make his clothes for black people. So they love our money, but they try to get around. It's just like Chris Stiles said it. I don't know if y'all remember. This is why Jay-Z quit drinking it. They asked the owner, Chris Stiles, some French guy, and they said, are you happy that hip-hop has made you so much money? He said, we really don't concern ourselves with that. Now, that's bad business, you know what I mean? And that shows when you making somebody a billionaire, and they don't acknowledge the fact that you made them a billionaire, you need to watch your money. So, uh, give a shout-out to Faith Family Funds. We give a shout-out to HBN. We give a shout-out to Ready to Go Printing. I want to give a major shout-out to my guy, DJ Youngin, Heavy Grind Radio. Look, now, this real spit, DJ Youngin got Heavy Grind Podcast coming up. This is my guy, Youngin. You on here soon. Get ready. You know what I mean? And uh, this is a music, as I say before, his podcast is going to be more music inclined. If you're an artist... Who want an indie artist that wants your music heard? Check my guy on Instagram, DJ Youngin or Heavy Grind Radio. Either one. My guy, A1. Good business. I want to give a shout out, you know what I'm saying, to all my guys in prison. My imam, 
Brother Bilal Shabazz, I talked to him earlier this week. He gave me the game. It's my brother, you know what I mean? So uh, I got to shout him out because I said the mind's behind real spit. And I pick a lot of topics up, you know, really just all conversation with my people. We might be talking about something. And I It sparked. I need to do a show on that. You know what I mean? So shout out to everybody that helps me behind the scenes with this show. If I miss you, God bless. Um, today, I want to go over some current events. And just give the real spit behind these current events. You know what I mean? So, it is what it is. Y'all get ready. First and foremost, even though I know uh, I'm expected to talk. And I'm going to get to George Floyd and um, Michaela, Makaya Bryant. You know what I mean? And the police shootings. But first, you know, I kind of want to set this tone for this thing. And the first, I was watching the news the other day. And uh, (laughs) this topic just made me laugh. Um, so I'm going to read some of the article and I'm going to just go into it. It says, in a step held by rights activists, a Swiss court has charged former rebel leader Alu Kasayo with murder, rape, recruiting child soldiers, and cannibalism. This is something that happened. These charges stem from Liberia's civil war close to 25 years ago. Now, look, y'all, I'm not, uh, I'm not judging this man's guilt or innocence. I'm not, you know, uh, saying that whatever happened was okay. But when I was watching this on TV, what really, <laughs> first it made me laugh. Because I was thinking, I said, man, this guy got all these charges. Then I'm looking at the Swiss court and these white faces. And I said, man, you know, this is a good idea. You know, it's an excellent idea to have a world court. You know what I mean? Somewhere where those guilty of the highest crimes can be judged by the world. You know what I mean? This is this is such a good idea for justice and freedom and you know all that shit that they kick. <laughs> but I said it would have been excellent. This is what we needed during slavery, during the transatlantic slave trade, during the, the colonization of Africa and Asia. We needed a world court. Where was the world court then? Then it hit me. The same people that sitting as judges on the world court were the same people that were committing these atrocities. And the irony that a black man is sitting in front of these Europeans for crimes against humanity. You know what? And we saying hood. But these folks got a set on them. They got a serious set of balls on them. You know, to even try this man. Again, I'm not I'm not making a judgment on his guilt or innocence. I'm not saying that he's not guilty or he shouldn't be punished. But what I am saying is when we zoom out the lens of history, I find it incredulous. That's a 50 cent word, as they say. I find it incredulous that these Europeans got the gall to judge this African on crimes against humanity. Get the fuck out of here, man. Really? Really? That's what that's what we at. The only reason you are in a place of authority in the world is because you have raped what's his charges? You have murdered, raped, and and and, and, and despoiled. 70, let's say 70% of the world. 70% of the world has been, has been, uh, uh, oppressed by the Europeans. And now y'all got a world court? Man, get out of here. Y'all, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It, it, it. It's a joke to me. You know what I mean? It's a joke. And I told, I remember, uh, I was, uh, in Alabama. I was working, working at a, a seafood restaurant on, in Orange Beach. Shout out to Doc Seafood. Y'all ever in Orange Beach, check my people out. But, uh, had a, a, a young white guy who's a good friend of mine. You know what I mean? We real good friends to this day. And, uh, we were talking and I told him straight up, America doesn't have the moral, uh, uh, uh currency to judge me. And that's, as a black man, that's how I feel. America don't, this the pot calling the kettle black. Whenever it's a crime, America just needs to shut the fuck up. Because y'all done broke all of them. Y'all done broke all the commandments. You hear me? And for you to sit back and judge me, I got to be a fool to even internalize it. You know, when they, they sentenced me to 30 years in the state of Alabama, this was my first felony. I was a 
ex-college student, uh, no felony record except for uh, a pistol case that had got expunged. You know, first offenders, all them street dudes, then waste that real quick. <laughs> but, you know, when I got back to myself, I said, shit, who are they? The same folks, and going back to the brother, the African warlord, you know what I mean, as they say, who's on trial in the world court. Um, this man is sitting on trial for the same things that their heroes did. Christopher Columbus, uh, 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 George Washington, uh, you take take your pick. Go down through your city and see all the names of the streets and the town squares. These dudes were rapists. They were murderers. You know what I mean? They were uh, 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 loan sharks. The, the same things that we go to prison for. And they say, held by rights advocates. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Tear this shit down. Tear uh, before you can judge me. Uh, 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 you know you can come up. Murder has no statute of limitations. Rape has no statute of limitations. These things, if you do them, this is why you can. They can catch a murderer at the age of eighty who committed the murder at the age of seventeen and still convict them because they say there is no statute of limitation for murder. So if that's the case, I want. You to go back, open the books. I want you to, I want you to uh, convict George Washington and and, and damn uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson and Christopher Columbus. Uh, I forget the word, and I don't want to mispronounce it on the air for somebody to say, "Oh, that nigga crazy. That nigga don't know what he's talking about." But I want you to go back in the books, open those cases up, or f formally file those charges, and I want you to convict these dudes of murder, even though they dead. We good. We just want you. We just want to see that you accept that your forefathers are murderers and rapists. Until you do that, stay out my business, man. Stay out my business. And again, I'm not. I'm not saying that you know uh, El Eldridge Cleaver, that guy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know the history of the Black Panther Party. I'm really not a fan of him. I'm not going to say that in, in his book Soul on Ice. He said that any crime that a black man commits. It's a revolutionary act. I'm not going that far. I'm not moralizing niggas doing stupid shit. You know what I mean? And saying, oh, they will put in that position. No, I'm not. But what I am saying is, who are you to judge, America? Seriously. Who are you to judge? Now, it's cool. We can accept the fact that we are ruled. And we're going to get in this later. Matter of fact, let me write that note down. But uh, we, uh, we can accept... That we are ruled by force. I mean, I, I mean, as black people, let me get this straight. You know, there are some black people who are so patriotic that they follow the stupid ass rules of America out of some misplaced sense of love and allegiance. But when I go through the hood, I'm talking about me. When I roll through the hood and in all my experiences, I'll say. 70% of black people follow the rules because we have been shown the cons America has shown us the consequences of not doing what they say. See, uh, I want y'all to check out a book called, uh, Post Traumatic Slave Disorder. I can't think of the author right now. Excellent book. Excellent. I, um, I, 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 I recommend it for everybody that wants to try to understand the, um, the complexities of African-American trauma as a group, because I think it's, it's important for us to understand that we have group trauma. You know what I mean? Most dudes in the hood, come on, man, we slap crazy. We are born into a hostile environment. And the one thing I've learned is that children are the most honest people on earth. You know what I mean? Because they haven't been taught Many of the uh, social, you know, idiosyncrasies and they don't understand. So when you get these black babies and they born into this world and the world is telling them one thing, but reality is showing them another. You know, uh, what they what what the, uh, I think the clinical term for it is cognitive dissonance. And it's not exactly that cognitive cognitive dissonance is when your actions don't line up with your beliefs. But I wonder what effect does it have on the human psyche when you're being taught is double talk. 
you're being taught that you can be you can be anything you want, but at the same time, it's the it's the asterisk that that you define print unless you're a nigga. You know what I mean? Like, and even though that's never said, our babies are smart enough to understand this. Our babies are smart enough to look at our faces and see the anger, the distrust, and so they grow up traumatized. And we're not even talking about what they see. You know, actual instances of people being snatched out of their lives and sent to prison. I remember my little cousin Alex, shout out to Alex down in Baton Rouge. Um, she was living with me when I got locked up. And Alex, she was, what, nine when I got locked up? And she was 23 when I got out, somewhere up 22, 23. And we were talking, and she said it was crazy because one day you were here, and the next you were gone. And I didn't, you know... It, and I thought, I said, damn, that's traumatic for a child. You know what I mean? To have somebody in your life that you love every day, and then one day they just gone for 13 years. You know what I mean? I think about how many of our children had to deal with that traumatic event. You know what I'm saying? So back to the point, we we, we uh, suffer from collective trauma. You know what I mean? And so in this book, uh, this book discusses it, but... You know, in the end, we are ruled by force. Do this or else. We remember what happened to, uh, as my partner Murder said last week, the myriad of black people that tried to do other than what America wanted them to do, and what happened to them. Now check this out. It's easy to, it's easy to look at Meech. Shout out to Big Meech. It's easy to look at Meech and say, shout out to the whole BMF. It's easy to look at me and say, oh, well, he was selling drugs. You know what I mean? It's easy to look at Larry Hoover. Shout out to the old man, Larry Hoover, girlfriend development, man. Uh, and say, oh, he was a gang leader. It's easy to look at Jeff Ford. Shout out to Jeff Ford, man. Upright. And say, oh, he was a gang leader. But how about Martin Luther King? You know what I mean? How about Mega Evers? How about Mumia Abu Jamal? You know what I mean? I could now don't get me going. Cause I can go. We're not even talking about the police killings of recent. We're gonna get to that in a minute. I'm just speaking on leaders that have done something that America didn't want to do. And we don't have to be even revolutionary. We can talk about Topeka, Kansas, the Black Wall Street. We can talk about Rosewood, Florida. We can talk about anything. So the truth that we find is that black people, it don't matter whether you gangster or holy, if it if it leaves the bounds of what America said is okay for Africans in America to participate in, they coming for you. However they got to come for you, whether it's a hundred years in prison or killing you dead in the street. So as black people, we live with this. We live with this trauma. And so don't moralize your leadership to me, America. Because you can't. To anybody who know that your history, this is a, a pirate nation, y'all. Let's just be real. I'm a street dude. I ran the streets for a long time, so I know street shit when I see it. And I respect it to a certain extent. Because get down and lay down. That's always been America's or Europeans' um, point of view. So I understand it. I ain't tripping. But don't moralize it to me. You know what I mean? And black people, don't let them moralize it to you. These people can't tell you uh, uh, that you're a good person or not. Look at the country that they've developed. Look at what their brightest minds have come up with. So, no, we are. Uh, uh, so, until y'all until y'all put your daddies and your granddaddies on trial, you know what I mean? Put them folks on trial. Posthumously, I, I had to say it, y'all. I was, I wasn't gonna say it right. It's been in my mind, but that's you know when they, when they do it, even though you're dead or passed on, they doing it for recognition for the books. You need to convict all them dudes, convict your daddies before you come convict mine. This, this man all in Africa, y'all the Swiss court, same, the same Swiss that kept Hitler's money during World War Two and after World War Two that they hid their money in. That Swiss. Come on, man. Now y'all judging this guy. And y'all hell, yeah, it, it, it took it took the world to come in 
and, and, and really put pressure on y'all, the Jewish nation, to really say, man, y'all hold the money that belonged to us. And now y'all judging this man for war crimes. Come on. Okay, so um, next, I want to get into uh, the Asian hate bill. And this is going to be real quick because the uh, Asian hate bill, we all know what happened in... Um, we all know what happened in um, Atlanta recently at the uh, salons. The mass shooting, these crazy, man, look. White folk gone wild, man. I'm going to make a DVD. You're going to sell a million. But um, when the dude came and shot the Asians at the spa. Now, because of this, this was like, how long ago? Not that long at all. Maybe in the March. Um... Bipartisan, both both uh, parties resoundingly. I'm using their words, not mine. Resoundingly um, passed the Asian hate bill. Now I'm gonna touch this real quick because I want y'all to check this out. It's not right to target any group because of race, and we could get into race. I could show you how race is so new. The idea of race is so new. You know what I mean that. It's ridiculous. You know, the world traditionally went on tribes. What tribe are you? What's your culture? This whole skin color thing is new. It's something white people came up with to create hedge money. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, so it's not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not for targeting any group for violence just because the color of their skin. So it's good that this Asian hate bill passed so quickly. But the police reform bill is still sitting in the Senate. Still tied up. Black people. This is what I have to say, and we finna go to break. Black people. You know one of the worst things we do? We allow people to ride in our car and benefit from our struggle. And they don't give anything back to us. They don't care about our struggle. They're just using our struggle to get where they're going. And look, don't target any group. Don't target any group because of their race. But you got to respect mine too now. All my Asian brothers that's feeling that pain of being targeted. I feel your pain, bro. I know we we as black people know what you're going through. But now that, now that we have locked arms in the struggle, we got to keep the moms locked. I don't want to see, I don't want to see no bullshit now. Because you know one thing about black people, we coming to your aid. We coming to so many people's aid. Anybody that anybody that feel wrong, black people front line. We just need that same love back. We just need that same solidarity back from everybody that we ride with. So look, we about to go on break, man. Uh, I'm going to check y'all out in a minute. This is Real Spit Television. I'm shaking the streets. i see y'all in a second. Oh, nah. Oh, nah, shake of the street, man. Real spit television. An intersection of culture and consciousness. Let me let me let me explain that byline real quick before we go any further. At the intersection, two paths are crossing. You got our culture, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, this tease in the trap. Y'all check it out on Instagram, tease in the trap. This is the rat trap. You know what I mean? This this the name of this print right here, done by ready to go printing. You know what I mean? If you're really serious about killing this snitching gang that was made by the Europeans to enslave the Africans. See, again, it's easy to throw it on the illegal tip, and that and that's the way they do it because they know the majority of black people are law-abiding citizens. So if they can paint something as, oh, we just doing this because these people are committing a crime, and the majority of black people can accept it. But the reality is black snitches have been the bane of our existence since the plantation. Ask Nat Turner. Ask Denmark Vesey. Y'all niggas been snitching, fucking up our plans for damn near 400 years. So yeah, snitches get stitches and get left in ditches. That's for sure. And I stand on that. No matter who you are. Because we're not talking about illegally. We know that the power structure that seeks to oppress black people, the snitch in our community is an important part in that process. What are we talking about? I know y'all seen Judas and the Black Messiah. 
excellent movie. One of the best movies, man. Look, shout out to the brother that made that movie, man. Straight up. You know, go check it out if you haven't seen it. So if you saw that movie, though, you understand, um, you understand the role of the snitch in the black community. So don't say it's okay. What about when something wrong goes on in the hood? Yeah, I can, I can throw, I can throw a lot of those experience, uh, situations out like that. But at the same time, I can, throw, I can show you how some of the best black movements in our history have been done away with by snitches. So yeah, this rat trap, you know what I mean? Cop that. Teasing the trap. Um, again, shout out to my all my sponsors, you know what I mean? Shout out to my guys, you know what I mean? Behind the wall that's listening. I told y'all I was going to bring it. Here it is, Real Spit Television. Um, to keep it going, so of course if we talking about news, come on. Come on now. If we talking about news, we got to talk about the George Floyd verdict. How y'all feel about that? I'm going to tell a funny story. I was at my mother's uh business and... um when we watched the verdict together, uh, my mother, me, my mother, my son, and when it, when it, um, when it, when they announced that, my mother started screaming and shouting, and she lives in a gentrified neighborhood. You know, it used to be in the city, and he used to slang crack and gang bang. Now, white folks jog up the street. You know what I mean? You see a cop every two minutes. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So she runs out on. The porch and says, guilty, he's guilty. And I'm loving it because, you know, my mom is militant. She don't play. And so he's guilty, he's guilty. And she said, and if they would have found it not guilty, we would have burned it down. But that's the truth, ain't it? Let me show y'all some black people. How many police have killed black folks? And it's been a mountain of evidence against them and they found not guilty how many in the last what two years we ain't even gotta go but you know the hood know this thing been going on forever what's different about george floyd i mean because obviously he wasn't the first police killing that was videotaped you know what i mean what was different about George Floyd? And I think this is important for black people to understand because it's going to, if we understand this, I think we'll understand how times are changing and how it's time for us to really apply pressure right now. What was different about George Floyd was that black people weren't playing. If America knew, knew anything, they knew that if they found this man innocent, black people were going to full stage riot. This was, un, uh, you know, you had Maxine Waters, Senator, look, shout out to Maxine Waters. This is a real queen, y'all. If y'all don't know about Maxine Waters, go look her up. You know, this is a this is a real soldier on the front line in the U.S. Senate that has been fighting for us for years. Man, if you want to Google the story about Jay Prince and the feds, Jay Prince had rap a lot of records of how Maxine Waters came to his defense. You know what I mean? To expose how the FBI was had launched a, 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 a campaign against them illegally. But America knew and the world knew that if this man was found innocent, that black people were gonna ride. This is important, not because um not because I'm advocating violence, but because it shows the power of the people. And it shows the sign of the times. See the sign of the time the times are now that America is now a victim of its own rhetoric. See, when the uh, PC or the politically correct game came out, it was it was a game. It was double talk. You feel what I'm saying? That America used to hide its sins. We don't talk about racism. That's not politically correct. We don't talk about slavery. That's not politically correct. This They, they hid behind the PC. But now what's going on is they really have to bend to public will. And, and that's important for us to understand because we need to apply that pressure each and every time. I ain't talking about no halfway pressure. If we don't get what we want, you got to watch out. That's why I love to see when when the, when the, the ex-Marine white dude had tried to jump off the little young black guy. What happened the next day? It was 500 of us outside his door. This is what makes a change.
And see, so that's what I loved about the whole situation. I said, we putting pressure on them folks. They they remember what happened with Rodney King and them four officers. You know what I mean? They remember. And this was going to be worse. And I think they understood that. Also, I think it's good for us to understand that the world theater is different now. See, America has to play for the world. And so they can't allow certain things to happen while the world is watching. America talk a big game about human rights in China and all of these things. But in the past, because social media and because the world was so big, then they could hide their hand when they were pointing a finger at somebody else. Now, because of social media, because of the Internet, just the world is so small now that if this if they would have found this police innocent, then the world would have been like, hold up. Let's take China. Let's just take China or Turkey. Check this out. Biden is about to give a speech in Turkey. I think today or tomorrow about uh, old Smokey Joe. <laughs> but uh, about uh, the uh, Armenian genocide in Turkey that happened under the Ottoman Empire, first of all. And this was during World War II. He's about to officially call it a genocide. How ironic is that? that this man is over there talking about genocide when you still... Committing genocide. Right now. But again. So now they had to find that police guilty. What would it, what would the world have said? What would China have said? What would Turkey said? Same thing I'm saying, bro, you ain't got no moral currency. Get out of here. Who is America to judge somebody else? Y'all, <laughs> y'all killed the Indians, kidnapped the Africans, and said, fuck Britain. That's how y'all got y'all trap spot. I respect, like I said, I respect it. Check it out. I'm in the street right now. I'm like, you know, that's how I go in the street. But I ain't finna turn around in front like I ain't do it. I'm just telling nigga respect. And that's what America do. That's what America do. This is what we witnessing. You know what I mean? If the police aren't the biggest terrorist group in the world, in the world, in the world, Craig, if the police aren't the biggest Terrorist group in the world. I don't know what is. Damn. What is a terrorist? One who commits acts of violence in order to instill fear into a certain group. Black people, y'all afraid of the police? Are y'all afraid of the police? Okay, I'm afraid of the police. When I say afraid, I mean when them blue lights get behind me, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. It's to the point now. I ain't even got to pat myself down. It don't matter if I'm clean. I can have my license, registration, no sack on me, seat belt, you know what I'm saying? Bible in the back window. I'm Muslim, but I got a Bible in the back window. Now, as a black person, when the police get behind you, it's a possible murder case. It's just what it is. Don't matter if it's a man, woman, or child. They have shown us that they are willing to kill any of us, broad daylight. So, for what reason? Compliance. Compliance, black people. Get in line, black people. This ain't, we trying to make America great again. And America is great when you niggas knew your place. You understand me? So, and as I keep going, I want, I want to point this out. Because the government tries to play a trick like the police, not a part of the government. You got Joe Biden talking about the police. But you they boss. The police is the goon squad for the government. You don't believe me. I know who kicked in my door and I caught my case. And it wasn't the judge that sentenced me. It wasn't my congressman. It was the police. Who are they sanctioned by? The government. So this is state-sanctioned terrorism. Let's get this straight. You know what I mean? The government has the power. Old Smokey Joe got the power to, uh, to to convict all of them. But, of course, they're not because this is the point of the whole deal. Population control. Stay in your place. So, what we got to understand about this is that these are terrorist acts. Meant for one thing and one thing alone. For black people not to ascribe to a better way of life. Not to demand. Because I got a right to demand now. Hold up. I got a right to demand. My folks been here with your folks. And in a lot of cases, and we got to understand this, 
we got the same folks. I know I got white folks in my family. I know their last name. They up in North Carolina. I ain't going to call them. I need that check, though. Y'all need to cut a check. Y'all owe me. Because <laughs> y'all, a lot of that money y'all still spending coming from my folks' blood. So, understand what's going on with the police. And that this is state sanctioned. These aren't rogue police. You know what I mean? It's too common to be rogue. Um. So... I kind of didn't don't even want to speak on it, man. You know, with Makaya Bryant, you know, it was it's almost unbelievable, even as I sit here now that. And this is what I told my mom. I said, in the wake of George Floyd's killer's murder conviction, if I was a police. Yo, well, when we on the block and a nigga get locked up that day, the block gonna stay clear for at least a few hours. God damn. We at least gonna have the respect to say, okay, the block hot, we gonna get off the block. But how was after the conviction, the police kill another black person, but not just any black person, a baby, man, a girl. The fuck going on, America? You know, I try to, you know, a lot of things that I know might be extreme on my thoughts, I keep it off the air. You know what I mean? Because I ain't in inciting people. You got a lot of stupid niggas out there, stupid people, period, that take one little snip and go off. So I don't want to incite nobody to kill nobody or get no time or no, nothing like that. But I do want to incite my black men. Bro, we got to protect our families, bro. We got to protect our women and our children. Like, you know, as a black man, I ain't going to lie, I feel ashamed. You know, I feel ashamed that we allow people to come into our neighborhoods. We ain't even talking about disrespect. We talking about kill. At will. You know what I mean? Like, at what point do we as black men say, man, look. I want to be law-abiding just like the next man, but y'all ain't coming in, in my neighborhood and killing my child. I got one child. I got a son, man. And I'm going to be honest. You know, if something was to happen to him at the hand of the police, at the hand of anybody, anybody, I don't want no march. You know what I mean? I don't want none of that. I want to get retribution. And, again, this is why... You know what I mean? These things are happening in our community, black man, is that the man hasn't stepped up and said no. No. You know, while we talking about the issues between black men and black women and all that, first we got to address the main issue, black man. The main issue is that you grow up from the moment you were born, you heard the Jane Brown song, it's a man's world. That make you choke, poke your chest out a little bit, don't it? But the reality is it's a white man's world. And the black man, we still hadn't been able to accept that. And that's what's cool. I, resp I respect that because you ain't supposed to accept it. But at the same time, it's time for you not to take it out on your woman. Don't come home being gangster. Don't get off that work and took that shit from your boss all day. Now... You come home and you want to rile up. You want to beat your chest in front of your women and your children. No, that's for your boss, man. That's for the that's for whoever come to violate your neighborhood. Come on, brother. Come on, black man. I know. Look, I'm a black man. It's hard. Like I said, we done seen what happened to every nigga that's, that tried to that 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 tried to be a man in America. We seen what happened. But guess what? What's the other option? See, I look at it like in the world, amongst amongst all the cultures in the world, how can I as a black man hold my head up? Because a man first is a protector and a provider. So how can I sit around other men saying, I'm a man just like you? And these folk killing my women and children with impunity. I'm ashamed. I'm going to be for real. That was a black girl, man. We sat up and watched George Floyd get choked out, bro. We did. All of us. Broad daylight. How long did it take? I know the time is well recorded. 
Well, we sat there for that long and watched this man die. We got to do better as black men, bro. I know it ain't easy. I know we, every time we stand up, whether it be at work or whatever, you risking a lot by being a man. Because that's what America feel the most is the black man saying, look, we got that picture from that brother way back in the 60s. One of the most profound. If you're a black man, I think this speak so much. I know it do to me. And the brother is black and white. And he got the sign on and said, I am a man. And that's really our struggle. Proclaiming to the world that you are a man. That don't come easy. Ain't nobody going to recognize you. Man, you got to claim that right. And it comes first by protecting your women and your children at all costs. It's a saying that I love. Um, it says that nature has decided he who can't protect himself will not be protected. Bro, we still asking for them folks to protect us. We still asking for help. We still asking for court. But nature done decided, man, when you're in the jungle, nigga, if you can't swim, what Snoop say? That bitch can't swim, she bound to drizzle. If you can't protect yourself and your children, they won't be protected. That's just how it go in the jungle. If you let people exploit you, they will exploit you. If you let people hold you out, they going to hold you out. Come on, man. If you from the streets, you know what time it is. So when is we as black men... I'm say, man, you ain't finna hold me out, bro. I'm protect my folks. Whatever come behind that, okay. Maybe the next generation gonna have it better. But that's what time. And I think, you know, lastly, before I before I shut this thing down, it might be my last episode, depending on, you know, and I wanna go to that. These platforms, I still gotta submit this to Apple, iTunes. They got to approve this. So we fighting for full expression, and we'll get that on a whole nother show, because I'm big on. Black people expressing themselves fully. 400 years we've been capping these folks. I ain't alright. I don't like it. Now, I'm really, ain't no other black man said it. I ain't alright. And I don't like it. You know what I mean? Straight up. I don't earn that right to say that by the blood of my ancestors and the bullshit we going through. I don't like it and I ain't with it. But, uh, you know... I think it's important for us to understand this culture. And anybody who knows me know I'm a real big historian. I love history. They blocked me from getting back into college after I got out of prison because I owed some money from these folks don't play. These folks work than anything on the block. I owe these folks money from 20 years ago. Oh, you want an education? You got to pay us our money. I respect that. All right, fuck it. But I'm a historian. And so I think when you study history, it gives you like a better you know, a, a, a better understanding of, of where you at and how things develop to it to the state that we exist in. So I'm gonna take it way back because <laughs> they say take it to the root. You know what I mean? Take it to the root. So the root of this thing is culture. The problem we have is a culture clash. Whenever time you have a culture clash, you have a uh, people can't understand each other. I've been blessed to travel you know, uh, outside of the country multiple times. And I'm a traveling dude. When I leave the country, I check my I check my uh, culture at the, bag, at, at the airport with my bags. Meaning, when I come to your spot, I'm, I'm trying to see how y'all do it. You know what I mean? When I come to your culture, I'm content in trying to figure this out. A lot of times when two cultures come into contact, though, they don't. And it's a culture clash. So to understand the Europeans especially Europeans in America, you have to understand their history. And the history of their culture actually starts in two places. In Germany, or the German tribes, because this was Germany, the country is new. We're talking about the German tribes and the Vikings. These are the two foundations for Western civilization. It's, trust me, it's not wrong. This is what they kicked. They're not Romans. They're not Greeks, y'all. This is this is not their inheritance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is how they try to kick. Like, they are the uh, ancestors of the Romans and the Greeks. And really, it's the Greeks because the Romans weren't shit. They were just good militarily. They, they didn't really develop any culture. They stole Greek culture. You know what I mean? The Greeks stole Egyptian culture. So, <laughs> you know. But... Um, the Western civilization that we know today is really bound on Germany and Vikings. And how I can say this is we know that the German tribes, the Anglos and the Saxons, 
These were two separate German tribes. They invaded the country that we now call England. And these are the, this is the stock, you know what I mean, of the current English people is mostly the Germans, the Anglos, and the Saxons. That's why we come up with the term Anglo-Saxon. But in the year, what, 1066 or something right now, the, the Norse, uh, the Normans, excuse me, the Normans uh, uh, invaded. Just Google it. It ain't hard. Uh, it was when you hear William the Conqueror. He was, and, and actually to this day, the English royal family traces their lineage back to William the Conqueror. They are the only, you know what I'm saying, uh, royal family to be able to trace their lineage that long, that far back. Well, when, who was William the Conqueror? He was a Norman. Who was a Norman? Well, the word Norman comes from Norsemen. Norsemen comes from Northmen. And these were referring to Vikings. Who were the Vikings? They were some, some, some war-loving motherfuckers. That's who they were, period. Um, snapshot. In Viking culture, you could only go to heaven if you died in battle. That heaven was called Valhalla. I'm sure y'all have heard of it. Because we still carry their culture along today. You hear snippets of it all. You got the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the little video game. But Valhalla was the idea of heaven. And the only way you could get there was by dying in battle. Now, understand that beliefs make culture. If the only way you can go to heaven is dying in battle... What kind of culture would that idea cre that idea create? It would create a bloodlust. It would create a lustful war because the only way I can get in heaven is by dying in battle. Whereas Christianity, Islam, Judaism, how do you get to heaven? Uh, uh, praying, paying, uh, uh, helping people out, charity. Nah, nah, nah. The Vikings said you got to you got to die in war. You got to die with that iron in your hand to get to heaven. You know what I mean? And this was the culture. This is the culture that permeates Western civilization to this day. A love of violence, a love of conquering, a love of bloodlust. This is the culture that we live in. This is why America has not been at peace for more than five years since its inception. America has found a war to fight every time it occurred. Because they want to, their heaven is Valhalla. So understand that, understand that you're trying to talk peace to a culture. You're trying to talk uh, 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 kinship to a culture that believes in conquering. Go back and do the history on Manifest Destiny, this term Manifest Destiny. It was in around the early, late 1800s. Early 1900s, America believed it was his God-given right to conquer the whole Western Hemisphere. Again, Valhalla, man. These are Vikings, bro. These are Norsemen. You know what I mean? And we see it now. We still see it. With the uh, killings at the Asian Spa. With this FedEx killing up in uh, Indiana. These man shootings. This is a bloodlust culture, man. And when you understand that, you can deal with the culture better. I want to, you know, wrapping up, though, I want to leave y'all with a quote by uh, my guy, my ancestor, um, James Baldwin. And uh, James Baldwin said, to be black and conscious in America is to be in a conscious state of anger. And I'm paraphrasing here, of course, you know, but. Yeah, to know what's going on, bro, in my opinion, my humble opinion, you know, if you're conscious of what's going on, you anger. Yeah, I'm I'm the angry black man. <laughs> but guess what? They throw these terms out there. Nigga, you supposed to be angry. If you angry, anger, something wrong with you. Now, I'm not saying debilitate anger. I'm not saying anger at every white person. You need to be angry at your lot in the world. And a lot of your folks, because it's real. I'm mad. I'm mad that this 16-year-old girl got killed. I'm mad that George Floyd got killed. I'm mad that Ahmaud Arbery. I'm mad at Breonna Taylor. I'm mad. I'm mad at all that shit, bro. But that same anger is also, and I want to leave y'all with this, it's tempered by a lot of love, man. I love y'all. I love my people, man. And as we go along this journey, a real spit, 
I just want to keep bringing it. I want to keep exposing this shit. I want to keep speaking on the things that you speak about, that you think, and just don't express. Remember, like St. Hughes said, we wear the mask. Hmm. How long ago? 1920s? Black people ain't changed. We wear the mask, man. We walk around smiling and laughing. Niggas ain't, niggas ain't happy, bro. You know what I mean? We talk, we 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 the biggest comedians in the world. Like my mama said, I'm I, I might joke and I might laugh, but I don't play with nobody. You hear me? So black people, yeah, express yourself. Tell these folks how you feel. Not in a not in a mission to 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 that to, to well shit. Well, whatever reason you want, your ancestors have earned you the right. So I ain't judging. But yeah, it's 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 catharsis though. It's therapy. Stop holding all this shit in, man. That shit ain't bad. That shit ain't good for you. And they need to hear it. America need to hear it. Ain't no reason we should walk on eggshells and we the victim. Get out of here. Where they do that at? Look, it's been real. Like I said, next week, Hamza Sabri, Global Connect. We're going to get back to getting this money, building a nation, taking care of our folks. You know what I'm saying? Each one teach one. It's all good to my niggas in the hood. Yeah, what? But read a book from niggas to gods, cause we gotta we gotta learn these folk, man. It's time for us to grow up, black man. Straight up. Your wife needs you, your baby mama needs you, your children need you. The world needs you. If you if you know it or not, the world needs you. Man, so until next time, man, the shake of the street. Check me out, teasing the trap. Shout out to Ready to Go Printing. Shout out to HBN, Hustle by Nature. Shout out to Faith Family Funds, DJ Youngin, Heavy Grind Radio. Shout out to Sacred Health Movement. You know what I mean? Because definitely, even with all this anger I got, you got to find a productive way of processing it. You got to find peace. Because that's what they that's what that's what they don't want. They don't want you to have no peace out here. So you got to find your peace within. So check out Sacred Health Movement, man. But until then, it's a shake of the streets. I want to thank y'all for coming out to Real Spit Television. And I'll see y'all next time. Oh, nah.